Welcome to Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sexologist and coach, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this podcast love the tips, stories, and insights that we dish out about sex on the podcast. So if you want that more regularly in your inbox, do drop by my website, sarahsense.com, and join my email community. You'll get some special resources and insights that I don't share anywhere else but on email. So today, I'm recording from Singapore with my friend and co-host, Prescott. Hello. Hello, Prescott. I'm so excited today. I've been waiting for you. It has been a while, hasn't it? It It has. It's been more than two years since we've recorded together because I haven't been back to Singapore for more than two years. That's right. I just sit here alone with a picture of you (laughs) and a candle. And all your equipment. I burn some incense and just wait for you. Mm, Not a little creepy. Finally, it worked. (laughs) What I'm used to. I expect a shrine every time I come here to record, obviously. Sarah Shrine. (laughs) I covered it up a little bit. Just I didn't want to freak you out when you first came in because it's been growing. Like it's a much bigger shrine now. I'm very honored. Anyway, just to remind all of us listening, Prescott is an improv actor and instructor, and he's also a consent workshop facilitator and recently became a trained intimacy coordinator. You do so many interesting things, Prescott. (laughs) So on to today's topic, yes, which is all about exploring the prostate for pleasure or prostate play. So to start with, what and where is the prostate? Well, the prostate is a gland that is found in the male body. It's embedded in the pelvic floor in the anal canal. And the prostate's role is to secrete a fluid that protects the sperm. So the prostate is essential for sexual health and function as it plays a central role in every male ejaculation. It also has many nerve endings and can sometimes be called the male G-spot because stimulating it can be highly pleasurable for a man. And before we go any further... A quick shout out to our sponsor that's made this episode possible today. Penis owners and penis lovers, I can't wait to tell you all about Permescent. Permescent is a premium sexual health company which makes a signature delay spray that's clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. When I tried the spray with a partner, I was surprised at how quickly it worked, how long it lasted, and how little transfer there was during sex. Nothing felt numb, we just had a sensational time, and my partner felt like he could have gone on for longer. Next time I use it, I'm clearing my schedule. 
And don't just take my word for it. Over 2,000 healthcare professionals also recommend Promescent. So check out Promescent.com. They have a full line of products from lubricants to supplements, everything you'll need for longer lasting, more satisfying sex, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Promescent is spelled P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. I guess we could start there. What are some benefits of prostate play from a male perspective and from someone who has experienced it? Sure. As a prostate owner. <laughs> as can, a prostate owner. As a prostate owner. Indeed. Yes, I can tell you that the main benefit to me is just pleasure, mm-hmm. right? It's a pleasurable thing to be stimulated in my experience. So I tried to find other, there's various studies here and there saying, yeah, if you masturbate a lot and or you release these glands a lot, there's some people say it's correlated with the reduction in prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. Some people say it's correlated with a reduction or alleviation of, I think, prostosis, which Mm -hmm. which is, I think, an inflammation. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Prostatitis. Prostatitis. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe you can just cut out from the me saying it wrong. No, I like it. It feels natural. (laughs) All right. Prostatitis. Prostatitis. But I don't know. Rolls off the tongue. I read some articles showing the technique that even doctors can use to do Mm -hmm. offer some relief if the fluid is built up, for example, et cetera. So there may be health benefits, I guess I would say, but certainly there are pleasure benefits and pretty significant pleasure benefits in my experience. Yeah. My assessment pretty similar in terms of when I was doing a little bit of research and reading didn't feel like the medical benefits were that strongly supported. Yeah, that's Um, what I found as well. (laughs) I think the only thing that I read that came up was that it does bring blood to the pelvic floor area, which is always good. And it does reduce the fluid in the prostate as well, which you, I think if you have excessive fluid, it can lead to health issues later for men. Right. So it's more like a preventative practice for men. So that's what I read. But I think more importantly, and what we'll probably be focusing on today is the pleasure benefits. And I think... (laughs) That's probably smarter (laughs) since both of us are not doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research scientists. For prostate play. Now, is this something that you would do as a solo person or would you do it in a couple or a relationship situation? How would you prefer to explore it usually? Because well, it can be, it can it can be, be done, done either way in for either sure. context, right? Yeah. yeah. And I will say when I was exploring self-pleasure as a, as a new self-pleasure explorer when I was young and in puberty, yeah. I did, I definitely did self-anal stimulation okay. and ex- without good information. Right. Okay. So certainly there are people doing that. I don't imagine I was the first. Yeah. So definitely, yes, you can stimulate it yourself. It's awkward, but mostly to me based on the angle. Unless you have a toy, I guess, right? If you have toys that work well, yeah, Yeah. you can do it. Mm -hmm. I definitely find the most pleasure from stimulation with a partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. Oh, okay. Well, one is the angle's better. Okay, yeah. Toys are great, but I have not found a toy that mimics the benefits of a finger, for example, connected to a human. That's one thing. And then secondly, Mm -hmm. is 
if you're doing it yourself, you can't relax in quite the same way, or I, I should say I cannot relax in quite the same way and get the maximum experience from it, okay. which can be quite amazing. The, mm-hmm. the first time experienced was mind-blowing amazing, and mm-hmm. then exploring after that. It is very different for me, and it is a real level up of an orgasm, or it can be if done right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would say I cannot get that by myself. Okay, interesting. Or I haven't. Interesting, interesting. Would you say that's because as well when you have a partner, the finger is just so much more flexible and versatile in the kind of motions and techniques that it can offer? Or is it more of the emotional connection where this is such a vulnerable experience? And I think for men, this idea of receiving, right, and receiving some kind of penetration kind of opens you up to new sensations and new experiences? Well, the mechanics, the biomechanics of Mm. the finger certainly plays a part. Yeah. The mechanics of the fact that there is a human attached and can slow down and speed up and Mm. adjust when you move is just better. Okay. Also, if your breath speeds up, your breath slows down, you keep relaxing into things, a human can adjust to that where Mm. a toy can't, it's difficult by yourself. Mm. I definitely feel that the emotional connection is important, that there's another person there giving you pleasure. It is just a, it's a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing there. Maybe it has to do with the vulnerability. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one element of your question. Yeah. I definitely don't know how to answer the genderized element of your question Mm. because I've only ever been a man. Yeah. I've only ever been male. So I don't know Mm. what it's like to not be me. I guess my experience with giving prostate massage, one of the things that my partners have told me is that it's very healing for them because I think the whole idea of male sexuality, firstly, is that they're the initiators. Sometimes they have to take the lead. They are the givers sometimes. Goes with the anatomy sometimes, especially if they are quite penetration focused with another woman in a heterosexual context. And so for them to lie there and receive an experience and just sort of surrender to that can be very healing for them, can be very different from the role that they usually play in the bedroom. And that's what people have given me feedback on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Healing. Yeah. Maybe you are a doctor. And I, <laughs> Maybe I am a doctor, a, yeah. A prostate healing doctor. That's great. I like to think of, I'm more like a Florence Nightingale, maybe. <laughs> Character. <laughs> well, now I know what next movie we should make. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can see that. Yeah. I will say. Okay. I generally don't play as much into the stereotypical and certainly the porn gender roles Mm -hmm. that we see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe I don't experience it the same way that a lot of people do. Mm. But I definitely have gotten similar feedback Mm. when I have practiced this receiving of prostate pleasure from women Mm -hmm. saying, this is amazing that you are lying back and I get to just give this pleasure like this. I have gotten, I guess, the converse of that feedback that you've gotten. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I definitely feel it is wonderful to be able to lie back and receive pleasure because 
I definitely have felt that it is frequently expected for men to be very active and work. Yeah. Well, for me, I would say yeah, to yeah. be active yeah. and work and do these things and make yeah. the decisions yeah. and yeah. make the sex happen. Yeah. yeah. So it is nice to be able to play the other side of that mm -hmm. for sure. And that's probably what I personally enjoy about giving somebody a prostate orgasm as well. Well, I mean, firstly, it's a very intimate experience. And I think it's very sensual because it tends to be a slower pace of sex or a slower pace of lovemaking than sometimes if the other parts of the genitals are involved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy just playing with men's butts. Like, I just like the form of a male butt. I like giving a middle finger up to the patriarchy a little bit. I like all is that, of that. Is, is that what that does? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a symbolic middle finger <laughs> and maybe a literal middle finger as well. Actually, I, would I prefer like to, to use the index finger, but just to say. <laughs> I would like to see you go back and forth between those two things we just talked about. Like, this is very healing. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. My finger's going in. <laughs> it's all of it. It's complex. All together. It's a complex experience. <laughs> That's right. For me. Lie back and enjoy. Peg the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I will say. <laughs> yes, yes. The feedback I have gotten every time <laughs> I have first taught mm -hmm. someone to mm -hmm. give me prostate pleasure, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I note two things. Number one, it is very common that I will have been the first person to show them how to do this. Mm -hmm. And number two, almost to a person, they are very grateful mm -hmm. to have been taught this, to mm -hmm. have been given this experience of to give this pleasure. Yeah. And I probably would not have intuitively expected that, mm -hmm. but it is almost 100% of the time, every time I have ever taught a partner mm. to do that. And it is kind of a wonderful yeah. moment. And it's a wonderful gift that you give your partner, actually. Teach them how to pleasure you. Right. How to give mm -hmm. me that gift. Mm -hmm. I and know. It is, yeah. It's the gift that keeps giving. It is. And it is amazing. Yeah. That moment for that kind of vulnerable sensuality, mm -hmm. I agree, it generally takes longer. Mm -hmm. Definitely does for me. Mm -hmm. Is just amazing. Mm. And emotional for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any specific health concerns or contraindications for prostate play before we go straight into diving into the pleasure part of prostate play? Just for safety reasons. Yeah. Well, here are the ones I've heard and the ones I've experienced. And then maybe you have a bit more knowledge. Mm -hmm. But for sure, that skin is more fragile oh, yeah. and more sensitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So part of the sensitive part is why it's so great to kind of, to stimulate it yeah. sometimes, yeah. Uh, to slowly and then mm. not so slowly stimulate it, depending on what the person wants. Mm -hmm. So there's one, which is you can tear it. Oh, yeah. And then you can tear it a little bit, mm. and you can also tear it to the point where someone might get a, an anal fissure or a mm. perianal fissure mm -hmm. or, or things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there are those yeah. worries. Yeah. Especially if you're not paying attention, yeah. especially if you get into more the toys or the pegging or yeah. things like that. It's yeah. a lot easier if you can't feel there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's the nails. I've mm -hmm. definitely had mm -hmm. problems with fingernails. So those are the ones I know about. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about anything other than that. Okay. So that for the health concerns, what I think it's important to know is that I think if you already have any conditions that involve inflammation of the prostate. So if you actually already have prostatitis, 
or did I make you say it wrong? Is it just by saying <laughs> no. it wrong once? Did I? Yeah, prostatitis. I mean, I like that better. It's actually prostatitis, which is an inflammation of the prostate Wait, gland. But you like to add an extra tit in there. I know, I do. Prostatitis. I know it's fun. Let's right? just change the word to that. That's a more fun Prostate word. Prostatitis. Prostatitis. I know. I like it. Wish I had a tit in most words which end with tis. I feel because they often describe diseases. So we should just just add a tit yeah, into all the yeah. diseases, like like dermatitis. Dermatitis. We might get more people <laughs> in medical school that way. <laughs> just. But anyway, I think if you are a man who already has been diagnosed with prostatitis. Prostate cancer, if you have hemorrhoids, I think all of those yeah. conditions are contraindicated for a prostate play. Probably so, everything, right? Probably yeah. then herpes, if it's around the, a herpes sore maybe, and mm -hmm. maybe a, an anal wart, for example. I imagine all of those things would mm -hmm. go into mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think just making sure that you don't have any of those conditions before you start prostate play. That's as medical as I'm going to get today, I promise. Pretty good advice. It's hard to argue with that advice. Yeah. Like if there's something going on down there, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that play. And then I guess, I don't know, this kind of bleeds into the idea of, sorry for that. Does it bleed yeah, into? bleeds into the idea of also the fear around mm -hmm. it. But then I imagine mm -hmm. uh, if people are worried about health conditions, et cetera, they're probably worried about the hygiene. Oh, yes, of it. yes, yes. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have fears around anything to do with right. anal or butts. Right. I think that goes across all genders, by the way. Yeah. And to some degree, like mm. there's probably, you probably, you want to wash your toys after you want to wash your hands. Like mm. there probably mm -hmm. is, you know, you want to wash things yeah. because yeah. yes. There is bacteria there. There's stuff you want to yeah. make sure is clean. Of course. But I think probably the biggest fear that I do hear from people is that it's going to make a mess, right? Yeah. There's, I think a lot of people think that the rectum, I'm going to say this indelicately, is kind of like a Sorry. holding reservoir of shit, you know? Well, first of all, we should, <laughs> I think we've learned we should change the word to rectitum. Okay, the, the, you're right. The rectitum, Dr. Tang says, is not a holding reservoir of shit. Um, no, it's a highway. <laughs> you're right. It's a highway. That is such a better metaphor for it. Right. It's a highway. Yeah. It's a highway. It's not a reservoir. Right. That's right. <laughs> I've heard it say that if you're talking about the difference between a rectum and a vagina, for example, mm -hmm. it's mostly true. One is mm -hmm. a cul-de-sac and one is a highway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which is frequently when we talk about like yeah. why you have flared bases yeah. on anal toys, for yeah. example, and you don't mm -hmm. necessarily need that for vaginal toys. Mm -hmm. It's because you can fish something out of a vagina because yeah, it's... Never get lost. It, right. Yeah. It's harder to get lost. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas you have muscles in your butt. When we talk about toys, I'm sure we'll talk mm -hmm. about this. Yeah. Where, yeah, you want that flared base because it can easily get lost up there. Oh, yeah. So I guess that is a common concern. I guess it's a common concern that there will be a mess. And I think if you think about the rectum as a highway and not a reservoir, you'll know that if you have regular healthy bowel movements, I think you'll generally be able to avoid most of the mess. And then there are other things that you could probably do as well to maybe rinse out internally to just make sure things are maybe 100% squeaky clean. Absolutely. There's, you before can, embarking on prostate play. So there sure. are definitely things you can do to overcome that fear. 
If we want to get specific, I can yeah. tell you what I do, which is just the, I use the soapy finger technique. You use the soapy finger technique. Yeah. Okay. That's really it. And it's yeah. just what it sounds like, I uh -huh. would imagine. I shower to clean everything uh -huh. off. Mm -hmm. And I will say, if there's ever a chance of prostate play, mm. I probably extra clean everything I yeah. for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. Like my hair is way cleaner yeah. before that. Just yeah. everything goes yeah. into like magic. Yeah. Everything's squeaky mm -hmm. clean. But then I will also, I will pay extra attention and yeah. I will do the soapy finger mm. clean out. Okay. Okay. I think soapy finger is a great technique. I think some people also use little anal douches yeah. or you can have an enema if you really want it to be very squeaky clean. Yeah. Some people do that a few hours before. But usually I would say a soapy finger, usually even an anal douche, which has like a bulb with some water. Right will just clear out any sort of maybe excess debris that may be in there. But I wouldn't expect it to be a whole lot. Right. I guess if we wanted to. Right. I've never done that. But yeah, yeah my understanding is not a whole lot. But it's a nice next it's, level. It's a nice reassurance to maybe yeah. have and to also give your partner as well. And I think sometimes I would also make the same recommendation for women if they are going to proceed with anal play. There are ways to prep and those would be exactly the same ways that they would prep for that as well. Yeah. And then also, of course, there mm -hmm. are barriers. You can just put a condom on your finger, honestly. Oh, well, there are finger condoms. And then there are finger they condoms, are, exactly. Some people use gloves. Some also use gloves, absolutely. Yeah. use finger condoms. I think finger condoms are probably my preference mm. because... Gloves seem a little clinical, but hey, that could be what you're into. If that's what you're playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got to get the rest of the outfit. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So for me, finger condoms usually good. And they're a little easier to just like whip off as well. An entire glove. But yeah, it's whatever you choose to do. I think other fears that have come up when I mentioned prostate play or any kind of anal play, right, mm -hmm. is the sort of fear of pain or discomfort yeah. with that area. And I think as we mentioned earlier, the tissue is quite sensitive. The skin is quite sensitive yeah. in the anal cavity. Maybe some of these people have had a bad experience before, maybe with a finger with a long fingernail or something has happened to or, them. Or with an annual medical screening. Oh, yeah. Because I'll tell yeah. you, if like coming out of an annual medical screening, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, you know what, I want to do that for fun. For men. This is yeah. we're talking male for right. sort of prostate for, owners. For, for prostate owners. For prostate if you owners. Come out, yeah. And it's good to get this screened. They have, I mean, you can screen for the indicators as well, but also mm. feeling it is the best way to see if it's inflamed. Mm. So the doctor does this. It is for most people. I would, I'm sure somebody's into it, but for most people, including me, like it is not a pleasurable experience. <laughs> it's not something we look forward to. Yeah. And it's like, all right, it's yeah, yeah. done. It's uncomfortable mm. for sure. And it is basically the same thing I'm doing for pleasure. So the context makes a big difference. Uh, yeah. 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 And also who's doing it, obviously. Yes. Yeah. But I think, I don't care, even if it were one of my partners, for example, yeah. or someone who I might want to be a partner yeah. or might fantasize about being a partner, let's make that person a doctor and doing my screening. It's still not right. It still yeah. doesn't work it's for me. It's not sexy for you? No, I'm sure it is for somebody. Okay. I'm sure it is for some people. Yeah. But no, even then... I don't know. There's just so much lead in maybe. it's Maybe it's just the foreplay problem, which they don't mm. do in waiting rooms, they, uh, sadly. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't, they don't warm you up. No. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a shame. But I don't, also, I don't really want them to usually. Mm, mm. I don't want, yeah. Yeah. But that's a shame. And so people have these negative experiences and then it causes them to associate any kind of butt play, yeah. really, with something very clinical or something just very unpleasant, I guess. Right. And I guess a tip to overcome that, don't do it at the doctors. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to walk your doctor through it the way you want it. I've found that to be very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And like, lots of warm up. Go slowly go is another up, go way to slowly. do it. Have somebody who is patient, methodical, skilled do it to you as opposed to just somebody um, sort of thrusting something up there. Yeah, you don't start with yeah. penetration mm-hmm. usually. You mm-hmm. can start with other kinds of yeah. stimulation. Yeah, yeah. All of yeah. those things. Yeah. And then. I say it's all about being present. Mm-hmm. So if you're present, and this is, goes for everything, yeah. but it's doubly important <laughs> yeah. for this. If you're present with your partner, you can see what they're enjoying, what they're not enjoying. If you have good language for adjusting and or stopping, it makes all the anxiety yeah. better. Yeah. If everybody knows that they are there for the other person's pleasure and like a mm-hmm. wonderful word you used, which is a gift, mm-hmm. uh, that you're both giving a gift to each other, really, mm-hmm. it can help. And going slowly, communicating a lot, yeah. using good lube. Yeah, I know. All things you don't do out of the doctors. Well, they frequently use good lube. Do they? That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Because I think before they were just using the sort of very age-old KY jelly. Yeah, but that can Would be you fine consider for a- that good? It's actually good for the short and quick entries, and then that's it. That's it. But I guess you wouldn't really use it for maybe a longer session. I mean, that wouldn't be my recommendation as anyway, because I think it tends to dry out quite quickly. What is it made of? I'm, I don't use KY a lot. So doesn't KY make all the different it's kinds of... It's mainly water-based. It's water-based. Yeah. So no, in general, yeah. I would mm. say no. I guess we can jump into this. Yeah but we can slide into this conversation. <laughs> but in general, I would say water-based lube is not the best for this type of mm-hmm. play. Yeah. But you're right. You can use it for if it's quick and... But if it's a doctor's appointment, then... Probably fine. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not there to lengthen the... and <laughs> Extend right. the entire <laughs> experience. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're probably not seeking to be extremely present in that experience either. You're just like, I wish I was anywhere else but here at this moment. It's exactly right. I'm definitely not present. <laughs> you're not present. I'm yeah. definitely trying to think of other things. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe that's not the right way to go. Maybe I should be more present being like, all right, let's get this done fast. I'm definitely here yeah. feeling this. You should embrace I, it. I am embracing this <laughs> test to see if my prostate is enlarged right now. <laughs> While I'm bent over sideways over crinkly paper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a thing with a guy trying not to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how that works out for you. Yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, let me know. I'll live tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to not be present, to just be on Twitter the entire time. <laughs> That's true. Be on live stream. <laughs> well, somebody found a niche. I don't know of any prostate influencers. You're right. So, you're right. Yeah. Me having a prostate exam live stream. That's that right. That would be great. Just live stream. I'll bet someone's done this. <laughs> someone's live streamed their face during a prostate exam for sure. It can be on the okay. website Only Fannies. Sorry. Let's go register that URL That's right away. That's right. <laughs> Trademark it. Trademark that shit. <laughs> so to speak. 
Have you heard about this concern that sometimes also people bring up that the ass is just not biologically designed or made for sexual exploration? I guess somebody who says this would maybe believe that, oh, you know, it's only really like just the penis and the vagina. Those are maybe from God, how we were created. Um, and those were the tools that we were given for sexual pleasure. And the anus is really something that's actually just more for uh, other functions. Yeah. That's an exit, not an entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've heard that one, right? Yeah. It's an exit, not an entrance. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of people who struggle with those kind of taboos? Yeah. Why we put the waste disposal department next to the amusement park? <laughs> What's with all this? Yeah. I mean, I won't comment on what God was trying to do <laughs> in doing all this. Hmm. And I definitely have heard this, yeah. uh, all those things, yeah, obviously. I've heard, I've heard those things as well. Yeah. I don't care. The thing that it either feels good or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And definitely you should not do the things that don't feel good to you, mm -hmm. for sure. So as far as that goes, that's right. With If it's not comfortable, you can't make it work. It's not pleasurable for you. There's no reason to try to make this work, in my opinion. If you just feel like, oh, this wasn't designed for that, what I would say is, for some reason, prostate stimulation leading to orgasm or during orgasm or something is pleasurable for many, many people who have prostates. So whatever the design was, I don't know, but the experience of it is very mind-blowingly wonderful for a lot of people, including me. Mm. And so I guess it's just a point of identifying if you have those beliefs and just questioning where they come from and if they are serving you or if they're actually preventing you from exploring this highly pleasurable part of your body. Or the opposite. Mm. Maybe they're leading you towards this mm. because if... The pleasure there exists mm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so if it was, maybe if that's where your inclinations are, maybe you can think that it's there for a reason. That type of pleasure is there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because why would it have been created otherwise, yeah. right? That's right. The, yeah. It's intelligent prostate design. Mm, you're right. So what does a prostate orgasm feel like? This is a topic of much curiosity for a non-prostate owner like me. I mean, I'd love to know. Yeah, it is going to be very difficult to describe. <laughs> but I actually have difficulty describing even just what female orgasms feel like. Sometimes like yeah. when people go, what does a clitoral orgasm feel like? I find it tough to describe in words, Yeah, but give it a go. <laughs> All right, we'll try. So it is more full to me, mm. meaning it feels more like, like orgasms are great. Mm. What I'm going to All orgasms All are orgasms great, right? are great. Well, yeah. Most orgasms are great. If it is just a penis stimulation, wonderful. And at the point of orgasm, I definitely feel clenching in various places as many people do yeah. with their orgasms. Yeah. When there is prostate stimulation, with me, it's in the later stage of the orgasm cycle. It feels to me like it reaches farther into my body, like into my skin, into my hands and fingers when I'm feeling it. And... Mm -hmm. If I'm breathing correctly during the prostate orgasm, mm. I actually can kind of see pins and needles and sometimes visions from a really good orgasm that <gasps> I, I don't get with a non-prostate stimulation 
augmented orgasm. Wow. Um, wow. 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 And, and it I, sounds like an out of body. Oh, maybe it's not an out of body. It's such an embodied, a full bodied experience. It feels more like a full bodied experience. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's how yeah. I put it. And my tendency yeah. when I do this, when it happens, is to describe the visions to my partner who's there, who I'm sure does not care. <laughs> but I don't know what drives me to do this, but I always want to describe oh, wow. the things I'm seeing what, while it's happening. What, what do you see? What's something that you have seen? Well, it's more like shapes and colors. There's no characters and mm -hmm. uh, plot lines or anything. Okay, it's okay. just, a, I would say like, oh, wow, I see a green and black ball spinning in a sea of yellow. Oh, wow. now it's turning into wow. waves wow. of green or something. Okay, And Amazing. it's sort of Amazing. connected with the waves of pleasure that mm. I'm feeling. Mm. But physiologically, other things happen as well. Okay. So for example, my erection will stay for longer, if it's really good in a prostate orgasm, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. the erection stays for a while after. And I don't understand why, mm -hmm. but it does. Mm -hmm. Also, it lasts for longer. For example, my orgasm with just penis stimulation, I don't know, is 20 seconds to a minute, maybe. Mm -hmm. With prostate play, it mm -hmm. can be three minutes, four minutes. Mm -hmm. for The orgasm just lasts a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And that is also mind-blowing amazing. Yeah. Like just imagine extending your orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. By threefold yeah. or fourfold. And maybe we should actually explain this to people because I think sometimes there might be a misconception for penis owners or for prostate owners that when you actually ejaculate, that's the only way a penis owner can have an orgasm. And actually what you're saying and what you're describing is that no, it's not. There are other types of orgasms that are available for the penis owner, prostate owner, for the male body. And this is just another way to access orgasms that don't involve an ejaculation. Or do they involve an ejaculation? Tell me. For me, uh -huh. the ejaculation continues. The ejaculation continues. It's not. So I don't ejaculate for right. three minutes okay. straight. Mm. I eat at the beginning, like you can see kind mm. of the pre-cum. Mm -hmm. And then I will orgasm Definitely before I start ejaculating mm -hmm. more with prostate stimulation. So if it's okay. a good, I'm going to call it a prostate orgasm, Yes, yes which is yes. how I experience yeah. it. Prostate orgasm, I will start to orgasm in all the other ways that you would experience an orgasm with ejaculation, mm -hmm. like the contractions, like everything is there. Mm -hmm. That kind of peak pleasure, like all of it. It's not like when I edge play. And I have a, like a smaller orgasm that's not associated with ejaculation. It's more like it's associated with an ejaculation. And then I will ejaculate okay, for okay. longer, but it will go on for longer. Right, okay. And then it will stop, but I'm still in that orgasm. And then I will ejaculate a little more, and then oh, I will wait, and then ejaculate a little more. The whole time, mm. the ejaculate looks different because there is more of that Seminal fluid. The seminal fluid. Yeah, in it. fluid. It's more, yeah. mm -hmm. people describe it as mi more milky. It's not as thick. So that will happen. So some of that comes out oh. for the entire time, bit by bit. How interesting. Yeah. How interesting. So just to go back to what I was saying is that ejaculation and orgasm for men are two different responses in the male body. Yes. They can occur together. And I think for a lot of men, they do occur together. But I would say that stimulating the prostate is a way of kind of separating the two. 
If you wanted to. Yes. If you wanted to. Now, I will say that's right. Yeah. It is a way to decouple mm -hmm. and it is a way to learn to decouple. Mm -hmm. I guess we can go back to our first question mm -hmm. because that is an important benefit. Why would you do prostate stimulation? Mm -hmm. Well, it is one way to help learn to decouple orgasms from ejaculation if that's what you want to do, mm -hmm. which is a fun skill to develop, I will say. Yeah. It's a fun skill because then you could have multiple orgasms. Can. Yes. Have you had multiple orgasms I with have. prostate play? Yes. Okay. It's easier to do it with mm. prostate play. Mm. The big vision orgasms are something I can't. I see. After that four-minute orgasm, right. weirdly, I will stay erect, but I cannot have another orgasm soon after that. Okay. But when you're having multiple orgasms with prostate play, you're also ejaculating with that? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. Because I would imagine, obviously, it would be easier to have multiple orgasms if you don't ejaculate. That's right. Mm. And for the partners that I have given prostate massages to, the orgasms they describe, especially if there's multiple orgasms, is like they describe it as surfing, like surfing yeah. the wave. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Right? So it's like a wave that sort of builds up in strength and intensity, crests, and then it goes down again. They say it's not as intense sometimes as an ejaculatory orgasm. You don't have such a big peak and then sort of the come down after that, but rather it's an extended kind of wavy <laughs> orgasms. It's like a series of waves that and is, I keep coming. That is how I experience it as well. I see. Okay. Except for okay. the vision prostate orgasms. Mm. So yes, oh, wow. absolutely. Wow. Very cool. Have you ever heard of some of these myths around prostate play since we're on the topic? There's one myth that I think is really quite common. I've heard it quite a few times is that prostate massage is only for gay men. Yeah. Have you heard of that one? Of course. Well, it's all in popular culture. It's in yeah. movies. It's in things. Mm. They, they, I find uh, that quite troubling. Yeah. The weird joke is this, uh, yeah, this person likes prostate play. They must be gay. Or mm -hmm. I thought the person might be oh, gay because like, they liked it a lot. Yeah. I can probably note some movies, but let's not call out writers. <laughs> yeah. It's very pervasive, I think, yeah. that if you like anal play at all, mm. then it has something to do with being gay. Yeah. And I think just because... There's what the anatomy is, what the anatomy is, that probably gay people have better access to exploring these areas or have more opportunity. So I get it a little, but it's weird for it to be a myth. Mm. I mean, it's weird for it to be so pervasive to yeah. me because, I mean, there's a lot of nerve endings there. And all of us, maybe while we're self-pleasuring or something, kind of feel what it feels like to have some kind of anal stimulation or oh, something. Yeah. I'm surprised that no one's done that and be like, oh, this does feel good. Are we all just that okay. not comfortable with ourselves? <laughs> be like, oh, yeah. maybe I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Women also like anal play as yes. well. I mean, does it make me gay as well? Makes you a gay man. <laughs> it makes me a gay man, you know. I enjoy anal play, I think, just as much as anyone with an anus does. And I always say that the anus is sort of the ass is like an equal opportunity orifice. It because is. Because I think everyone can enjoy it. Um, gay, straight, trans, whatever. Anyone with an ass. And really. we almost all have asses. Yeah. I think everyone I know has an ass. I don't know. It would be sad to be born without an ass, no? Well, you might lose an ass. There's, <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
That's true. Yeah. I never like to talk in absolutes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's always. Okay. okay. Well, everyone with an ass can enjoy it if they are open to the idea. Right. And I don't think it makes you gay. I can tell you it, it doesn't make you gay. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, just being gay in general, just understanding what being gay is about. It's a sexual orientation. It's about who you're attracted to. It's not about what you do. Right. When I was young and discovered I liked mm -hmm. anal stimulation, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, got to be gay now. <laughs> Did you actually think about that? Did you? Were you actually no. worried? Nah. Never once. I don't know yeah. why, though. Because, I mean, I grew up in a very homophobic time, mm -hmm. in a homophobic place. Mm -hmm. Weirdly, I never cared. I don't know why, though. It's everyone else did, you know. Mm -hmm. I never worried whether I was gay or not. A friend once told me, now, Prescott, if you were gay, you would be like in your underwear on a pride float, <laughs> which is probably true. I would have been perfectly fine, I think, mm -hmm. if I discovered I was gay. I'd be like, all right, well, that's what I am now. Mm -hmm. It was never really, never really made me anxious. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you I have never wanted to explore prostate play with another man, for example. Well, I definitely have wanted okay. to explore talking about prostate play with gay friends. Okay. For right. sure. Okay. And maybe that was me buying into the myth mm -hmm. of being like, oh, do you guys know more about prostate play? Mm -hmm. Maybe you've done this. And I don't know if they did know more about mm -hmm. it, but they definitely were more willing to talk about it. Mm. So I found it, it's nice to talk to- Of um, course, people who are open to talking. People who do, <laughs> people who do ass play, it's yeah. nice to talk with them about ass play. Yeah. So. <laughs> Naturally. Yes. <laughs> So on the topic of talking about this stuff, because I know that you run all of these consent workshops, mm. you were on my consent episode. So let's aim this question towards somebody who was just starting yeah. to explore prostate play. And this could be with a partner of any gender. But how would you recommend that someone who is starting out with prostate play engage in consent and communication around this? So I want you to be comfortable giving instructions right now. Right. Okay. So I guess that is an important thing other than other sexual things where it's important for you to be able to okay. give instructions. But if I'm a newbie and yeah. I don't really know how to instruct somebody, what should I say? You should say that feels too fast, maybe, or okay. that's too far in, I or I think you need to be farther in. Uh, um, okay. Okay. But there is some anatomy I'm going to give you mm -hmm. because you might not know this. Okay. So if you're on your back, yeah, go ahead and get on your back. Okay. Good. Thank you. Yes. That's I'm great. on my back. Yeah. That's good. We're just going to take these pants off. Good. <laughs> well done. Good. Wow, you're fast. At wow. That. I That's know. great. I'm a prostate owner that wears a skirt. Yes. Just so you know. Okay. So, so well, we took your underpants off. Okay. Yeah. So if you're on your back, mm -hmm. your prostate, if we're going in through the anus, is okay. going to be up. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Yeah. So we're going to go in and with most people, it's about an inch or two in. Okay. And then up, and you can feel it. So if I'm just going to lube up here a little bit, okay? Okay. And, and we're going to, as we... Okay, put your gloves on. Yeah, I'm going to put three, four gloves on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we're going to go in, and you can feel it as I get here. And what I am feeling mm -hmm. is I am feeling a slightly more dense area that sort of feels like it's walnut-sized, but mm -hmm. it is more dense than the rest of this tissue I'm feeling, and that is the prostate. All right, can you feel it as I'm stroking this prostate? I'm going to stroke it very slowly. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah. Well, if we, <laughs> if maybe if we were, uh, we had done a bit more foreplay okay, and you're yeah. more sexually aroused, mm -hmm. it would feel better. But maybe as a newbie, I'm new to this, so maybe I haven't really felt 
yeah. this before, right? Right. So, we're so just I would say it feels a little weird. I feel a lot of pressure, but keep going a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We'll just keep going a little bit. Yeah. And making Maybe sure. Maybe a little bit deeper. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So how about this? Mm. Can you breathe for me? So just breathe okay. deep. Yeah. Nice. And just keep doing that. And what I want you to do is just focus on anything that feels good. Okay. And you can tell me if it feels good. You can tell me if it doesn't feel good. Uh, okay. Or you can reflect it to me in any way you want to. You can moan. Oh, oh, oh. You yeah. just, oh, that felt good. You oh, just good. did, you just, oh, what you did there. All right. Oh, I'm yeah. going to keep doing that thing then. I'm going to push okay. right here. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm doing a come hither motion with my finger then. Mm-hmm. My, in my three gloved index finger. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep <laughs> stimulating that way. Because uh, you seem to like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, a little faster. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what I'm going to try. I'm going to okay. try stimulating your other parts while I'm doing this to see if that feels better or worse for you. Okay. Do you have mm-hmm. a penis? I do have a penis. Okay. I'm going yeah. to stimulate your penis then. Okay. So you're doing it together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just to see. And you mm-hmm. can tell me, no, I like it better one way. I like it better the other way. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's going to change. At the right. beginning of your orgasm cycle is going to feel different than yeah. when we're close to a peak. Oh, yeah. Definitely feeling like I'm building up more excitement once you touch my penis. Oh, that's great. This is, I'm very <laughs> excited looking at you, feeling this pleasure. So thank you yeah. for letting me do this. Yeah. But I think that it's getting a bit intense now. Okay. I'm going to slow down so, a little bit. Do you want yeah. me to withdraw fully or do you want me to slow down? I think maybe just withdraw for a while and just, I want to maybe take a break for a bit. All right. I'm going to slowly withdraw Mm -hmm. and then maybe I'm just going to, I'm just going to cuddle you then for a little bit. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. How was your first uh, prostate (laughs) stimulation? Fantastic. That's Fantastic. I survived. (laughs) (laughs) Survived to tell the tale, but no, that was great. And thank you for role-playing that. I hope people listening find that useful. I hope so too. I mean, it sounded like you as a giver was very detailed with describing your experience as well. Mm -hmm. So even as a receiver, like it was quite reassuring to know that you were breaking down what you were going to do. So I already knew I could anticipate, okay, so now you're going to reach deeper. Now you're going to do more of this. Now you're going to withdraw. And that felt comforting for me. Oh, that's great. Mm. So I guess everybody, especially as they're starting, should just pretend they're on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I can see how that'd be very reassuring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more words I find are frequently reassuring and uh, helpful. Yeah, especially for a first time. Yeah. Yeah. I think can't go wrong with more words. That's true. <laughs> less. Almost ever. And thank you as well for slowly and mindfully exiting my anal cavity because I do want to say that that's actually a very important point that sometimes people forget. Yeah. Just as much as you want to be slow and mindful about the entry, you also want to be very slow and mindful about the exit. And you don't want to like just pull out your finger or your toy suddenly. You also want to take some time. You you might want to pause. You might want to hold for a second and then slowly just exit. I love the way you put that. Slowly Mm -hmm. and mindfully Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. I think, the right way to exit a butt. Yeah. 
Other things that I really enjoyed about that was that you asked me to take lots of deep breaths. I think that's also a really great technique for relaxation. Yeah. And that's something that I would do as well for somebody who was a first-timer. Actually, it doesn't really matter whether you're a first-timer or somebody who's experienced. I think deep breaths with any kind of pleasure play, orgasmic play, it just deepens and heightens the experience. Yes. And I will say, if anybody wants to go and try to get the visions that I get, mm. and I definitely write all of those experiences mm. to Sarah, go ahead and send that to her email. But I can't do it without pretty deep breath work. Mm, mm -hmm. It only works if I do the deep breath. And I generally mm. have to be reminded mm. as well because the sensations are very intense. Right. So reminding myself to breathe deep into it so that it's relaxed will make it more likely that I get those. Oh, interesting. Your partner to keep giving you those cues then. Or I need to remind myself somehow. Okay. I guess because sometimes when you are getting excited, the tendency is to just breathe more shallowly. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, panting, right. maybe a little bit. Right. But if I can slow down my mm. breath, it kind of overfills my lungs with a little bit of oxygen, which I think helps with those mm. visions. Mm -hmm. And then it also focuses the pleasure. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. relax in the pleasure focus mm -hmm. there. It's just quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting, the other thing that you brought up doing that role play was that you actually touched the penis as well as mm, the prostate. Yeah. So you combined it. And I think that for some men, that could be very pleasurable. And I think it increases the chances of you having an ejaculatory orgasm that way. It does for me. Yeah. For well, me. you are playing with the penis as well. I also do know of men who actually prefer just to have the prostate played with. I think they prefer just to focus on the raw sensation of just the prostate. And when the penis comes into play, it actually kind of distracts them from the prostate sensation. And sometimes even from the prostate orgasm, right? Which isn't yeah. necessarily an ejaculatory orgasm. So... I think maybe those men or partners that I've had who just want me to focus on the prostate, they prefer just to ride the waves yeah, of, yeah. of the prostate orgasm without just the ejaculatory orgasm kind of coming in and sort of yeah, distracting from the experience. What are we actually looking for in a prostate toy? Well, I think it's going to be different for different people. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll see I've laid out a couple of my table. toys yeah. so you can see. Yeah. So I do every once in a while, I test prototypes for some companies. Mm. And so these are two prototypes that I tested. Cool. I mean, for me, what I look for in a prostate toy, I think is, well, it has to be shaped correctly yes. to put pressure on my prostate would be number one. Yes. And that's not so easy because everybody's yes. prostate is the, yeah. there's a little bit different, yeah. you know, whatever. So let's just talk very quickly and just describe yeah. these toys that you've got on the table, which I would say look like typical shape and size of quite a few prostate toys, I think. One yeah. is a bit thicker than the other, but they've both got a flared base. They both got a flared base. Let's start there because very yeah. important, like we talked about the mm -hmm. highway, especially as you're orgasming, but sometimes even as you're just getting stimulated, your butt has a suction 
capacity. It will mm-hmm. pull things in and leave them there, which is why all of those stories from emergency rooms about people with things stuck in their rectum. Yeah. Because your muscles do it and you can't do anything about it yeah. sometimes. So yeah. have a flared base so it cannot get stuck. Yeah. So let's talk about the shape then. Because mm-hmm. the shape of the toys is that they're sort of shaped with a slight curve. Yes. Right. And then kind of nubbly bits. Yeah. And the slight curve Slight curve forward, right? Because you're trying to reach the front wall of the anal cavity, which is closer to your belly button. Yes. Mm. So that's the intent of the curve. Mm. Then the nubbly bits, I think, are intended (laughs) just to be pleasurable in there to be able to leave pressure on the prostate as you're in there and to protrude a little bit so that the vibration goes on your prostate as well. Right. Okay. So both of these toys that you have out here actually vibrate? Yes, they're both intended okay. to vibrate the prostate. Right. Okay, but it's not necessary, right? Because I do know of some prostate toys as well that actually don't vibrate at all. It's true, and I like prostate vibration. Oh, you do? Okay. I like it, but it's the main stimulation that I'm trying to get, as I described as the come-hither motion with a finger, mm-hmm. which does not need vibration. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to engineer a toy that does the come-hither mm-hmm. motion correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in general... I think they try to, this is my speculation, is they try to supplant that with vibration, which feels a little bit like this, the motion against it. Mm. Okay, great tips. So for our last section, it's our usual speed round. Speed round. <laughs> All right. I'll try to play by the rules this Call time. Quickie by goody. When do you ever play by the rules, Prescott? <laughs> I, I want to promise so I can break that promise. <laughs> and when you're not supposed to play by the rules, the only rule for this round is that I just read out a prompt and we have two seconds to say something off the top of our heads. Awesome. All Quickie right. round. I'm in. Let's okay. do this. Okay, first question or first prompt. What for you is the sexiest body part on someone? Their (laughs) smile and their eyes. Oh my God, are we just going to say bum now? (laughs) That's all. We already knew that about you. (laughs) That's all we've been talking about. Sexy bums, people. (laughs) Okay, but even if I'm like, my hands are on a nice sexy bum, if someone is looking at me and smiling, like how sexy is that? No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, I would say, of course, brain. Is the sexiest Oh yeah. Sex yeah, yeah, there you go. Sexiest body part. It's part of your body. Yes. Right? Okay. Butt and brain. Butt and brain. <laughs> That's for me. Okay. So who looks like they need a good prostate massage? I have two choices for you. Elon Musk. Okay. <laughs> the founder of Tesla. Mm-hmm. Or Barack Obama. Who looks like they need it more. Elon Musk, I will say. I will say Elon Musk, but what's your reason? (laughs) Well, Barack Obama looks relaxed now that he's not president anymore. He's all just, he's got that really great stage presence. And he looks like he would have regular prostate massages, to be fair. That's what I'm thinking. I he's feel a good like communicator. he's and He's a great... Open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great orator. Yeah. So I feel like he and Michelle have a good open communication right. about their right. needs. So yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with Elon as well. I, I am going to go with Elon as well. He needs one. Yeah. He looks a little, they have that term, tight-assed. <laughs> he looks also, a little tight-assed. <laughs> also, I feel like if he runs out of a charge with his toy, yeah. he might get better into that battery technology development <laughs> that he should be doing. He'd be like, oh, these batteries need to last longer. Mm, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So who looks like they would give 
a better prostate massage. Okay. Okay. Oprah Winfrey. All right. Or Madonna. Well, there's only one way to know, and that is <laughs> to invite them both <laughs> to try. Yeah. Okay, but having no other, let's see. Um, I feel like Madonna oh. has had her fingers up a lot of butts. Oh, okay. I was going to go with Oprah. Okay, why? Because she just seems like a nurturing character. And I want oh, a nurturing yeah. person to give a prostate massage. I'm going to go it's with a nurturing activity. Okay, I'm going to go with equal. Okay. I think they probably both have their <laughs> skills. Okay. Yet I think Madonna, in some ways, it could be kind of exciting because she's all about breaking taboos yes. and being naughty. And I feel it could be a good prostate massage in a totally different way. I agree. I, th I think I would find it more arousing, probably. Here's my feeling about it. <laughs> okay. Here's your I, I get for someone it. I get with that. a prostate. Okay. I get that. So here's the thing. I feel like I need to be kind of in a total judgment-free zone. Mm. And I feel like Madonna lives in a judgment-free zone. Okay, and Oprah, yes. I feel yeah, like okay. has every once in a while, she's like, oh, shouldn't do this, shouldn't. I might feel a little bit anxious about being judged by Oprah. Having said that, okay, it might be more rewarding <laughs> with Oprah if to get past that, to have that like, hey, this is a thing I like. Maybe you can try this for me and mm -hmm. to have her be like, oh, thank you for teaching this for me. Or like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. This yeah. is one. So to get past my anxiety about that judgment mm -hmm. might be more rewarding on the Oprah side. So I think either way. Either way, it's good. Either way is probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where would you rather experience a prostate massage? In my prostate. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I've got, I've got you. On the MRT or the MTR or in the office. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're not working from home. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a prostate massage in either place. I don't, but I will say, okay, the MRT will have the nice motion to it, right? Mm. It'll have the stop and start, which might make it exciting. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. But I feel like I might feel more comfortable in an office. I think it has to be, I have to go with office because I want a likelihood of a door that might lock and like there might be. Yeah, my, all my offices are open plan, so I'm not sure. I don't really want either of those things. <laughs> Which one do you want less is the question. I think I want MRT less. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's more likelihood of kids there, <laughs> yeah, first yeah, of all. Yeah, okay. I think the privacy is a little bit less on MRT. Okay, so would you... Wait a minute, you didn't answer. Where did you want it? I think I would say office. Office, okay. Yeah. I think it's also just slightly cleaner than the MRT. Could be. Hygiene-wise. Yeah. I don't know. Feels that way, yeah, for sure. Yeah, feels that way, yeah. Okay. So, if you had to experience an anal probe, okay. would you rather be anally probed by an alien or a giant octopus? Interesting. So, you went with porn <laughs> genres. Yeah. With this one. I'm going to go with... If you had to experience it. I'm going to go with alien. Okay. I'm going to go with alien as well. What, but why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking like, what is it about myself that doesn't want the octopus probe? I don't know, but mm. I just, I don't mm. for some reason. I could be an alien that looked like an octopus. <laughs> wow. But you know what? It could be an alien that looked like E.T. I want. You know, it'd be like E.T. phone home with his finger that oh, lights oh, up. If it, if it lights up, I'm definitely <laughs> going with the alien. <laughs> If, it, if it's cool like that, if he's got a police strobe light <laughs> yes. for a finger, I definitely for, want the E.T. He alien. He has a very long finger. Yeah. If you ever watched E.T. What about if the alien just looks like Madonna? 
I'll take that one. Okay. I mean, aliens could look any like anything. So I guess. Or Oprah. Either way, I'll take the alien. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Prescott, for joining me today. This was really fun. Thank you for letting me come back. <laughs> and I we missed... got to the bottom of this situation. Aww, I've missed this. Oh, I, I missed, missed you. this too. Oh, I miss <laughs> you too. So, listeners, I would love to hear from you. Did this episode interest you in exploring more prostate play? Find me at Hello Sarah Sense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarahsense.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to support the podcast, and my work to build a more sex-positive world, I would appreciate it if you found me on Patreon. I'm offering some cool perks in exchange for bonus content that is exclusive only to patrons, so find me there. Or you can also subscribe, share, write me a review as those things really help me out too. And I'm going to close this episode by saying whether or not you have a prostate, stay curious and keep exploring your body because it holds so much potential for pleasure and it's a great way to get better in bed. Thank you. Mm-hmm.